Yo, happy rare Sunday from the counter. Very, very rare we come at y'all on a Sunday since normally just doing NBA playoffs. But as, <laughs> so we will be coming back on we, a Sunday. Right. On likely. Sunday, once playoffs start, we'll be, we'll be there. Like our very, in- very soon. Yeah. Sooner than what we think. Uh, it seems sooner than what it should be. Like we said on Instagram yesterday, our apologies, technical difficulties. Those who missed the show, our live show Friday, B was out. I was solo dello out here in these streets. Um, but we couldn't get the replay out for y'all, and we felt terrible. So we was like, how about we just recap what we, what I talked about, get B's terrible input on it, and then, boom, we killed two birds with one stone, and we'll be back to holler at y'all probably later on this week. So that's, that's what we do. That's how we think about y'all, and it is what it is. That's because we care. We do. We, we <laughs> care here. We care here. So, look, I was telling them on Friday, we just came off the craziest sports week I've had in a while. And it's not like it was something too – it was extreme. But it was because, for some reason, NFL Free Agency kicked off. And they kicked off heavy this year. I mean, they kicked off extra heavy. So we had – Heavy NFL free agency. We had insane um, kind of the NBA standings once again moving all around as we getting close. Basically, typical moving toward the end of the season, getting ready for playoffs. We had pro days kicking off, and then on top of that, we had March Madness. And for what I found out on social media, for those who did hear the show, y'all too are seeing how the sports world is kind of being nostalgia a little bit in the terms of. We even had Tiger making a comeback this week, the last two weekends. So it's been like a every headline coming across. But the NFL stole it with a lot of these big signings. And where I picked up B was I was telling them we had technically six quarterbacks. I said went to new teams. But four of them I was saying who actually won in terms of they got the best quarterback team situation. We was talking Ooh. from... Cousins to the Vikings. I don't know. Case, how that's case to the Broncos. No, we're just going so. Okay. Uh, case to just the Broncos. Yeah. We had Bridgewater to the Jets, Bradford to the Cardinals, Alex was to the Skins, even though it was old, but Alex to the Skins, Tyrod to the Browns. Those are like the six big moves, I would say, in terms of quarterbacks to new teams. And of those six, the the reason I gave the I the, the team I gave the best win situation two was Kirk Cousins to the Vikings. And that's because my stance was Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum to me are the same quarterbacks. They're a good quarterback if they have the right supporting cast. We've seen Kirk Cousins put up close to 5,000 yards. We've seen him get to the playoffs. We've seen him actually make strides to get to the playoffs, win a division, all when he had good receivers, a good run game, a decent defense. And what the Skins was giving him, he could produce something. The Vikings is giving him Two good receivers are decent, at least decent receivers, a good tight end, a solid defense who I think is going to come back good. I was telling everybody, don't – I know what happened to them in the playoffs when they came against Philly, but I think that had to do with, one, the atmosphere, and two, Case as a whole, once his confidence got shattered, you know, but a good coach in Zimmerman. I think Cousins walked into the best situations of all of them just because with the cast, we know what he can do. Who do you think say – yeah, he won or no, or no, it's not because of somebody else. Who do you mm-hmm. give that to? All right, so let me first start off with 
I don't really think this week has been that crazy. You're crazy. But I do feel like it's been nostalgia. I will give you this. This is going to be the format that we're going to see for a while because of the new tampering laws they allowed in the NFL where you're allowed to now talk to folks before free agency actually starts. So you saw that free agency started just a day earlier. So that's what happened. We You're allowed to talk to these guys now. And so you're breaking before. Typically, in years past, we would have to wait till 12.02 in the that alert that the Redskins done doled out a hundred million dollar contract to a defensive tackle. Good old Albert you know, Hainsworth days. Good, you know, that's what it used to be. You know, you had to wait till that opening day of free agency and then all these alerts would start popping up. But now because you're allowed to talk to people beforehand, you just get a little bit kind of like staggers in, but it had and get out before free agency actually kicks off and people start taking all these trips and whatnot. So I think Though it was kind of cool, it definitely was fun looking at your phone, trying to see the alerts. Yeah, see constantly, who went where, what constantly getting updated. But I think that's update. what's about to happen just going forward. Like, that's going to be the new norm. Well, here's here the thing. On out. Tell me, and, and before you get to your answer, here's the thing that I heard that was weird. And I, I, I read this in an article earlier this week from another from another reporter where they were saying, this is, for, for a while, people went away from going crazy in free agency. After the Haynesworth deal, after the Philly blow up when that didn't work well in 2011, everyone started saying, you know what, it, it, free agency started getting a bad rap. It started being like, build through the draft. The report came out and said, last year, a couple teams went a little crazy in terms of free agency. Patriots made some unusual signings. Philly made some made some unusual signings in terms of free agency moves. And teams are saying, of the teams that did do it, it seemed to work. And that's why we're seeing an explosion of guys saying, let's get these free agents with the big names. Even though we still got big names like Sue and, and those guys. So I definitely, I don't know if this is the new norm. I think it's just going to be the new norm until somebody proves that you don't need to be active in free agency and still make a good run in the playoffs. Even that report, I mean, what we're doing is we're almost kind of like shorthanded it because it happened even the year before. I mean, the daggone New York Giants made a huge splashes all across their defense through free agency, and then they took that team and they won uh, double-digit wins to the team to the playoffs. So, I mean, you've seen this done, you know, it, it wasn't done to this extent. I mean, this has definitely been the biggest uh, wave of moves that I can remember, especially when you talk about the quarterback position. And uh, but also with this is the curse because I've seen a lot of mediocre uh, wide receivers get paid. Yeah. So you kind of see the uh, the way that the teams are kind of valuing things differently now. So the value of the wide receiver seems to be really high, but the value of the running back still seems to be a little bit lower for veteran running backs, but higher for these young running backs, which I guess it always is, but. You're seeing running backs drafted higher, but they're still moving for cheap. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's weird just the placement of value on this year's quarterbacks and this year's wide receivers. Also, $14 million for Fuller, that was an extremely high number for a cornerback that I thought was time, you know, kind of going down. I thought the cornerback price was going down. and uh, Well, I also think the there was a lot of corners that were on the market. You know yeah, I mean? but ain't none of them get paid like that. Yeah, but and that, that's why I'm saying, like, I didn't think he needed that much. Right. When but there's they had so the many other corners out there. That was crazy. But, yeah, all right, back to my answer. All right, so my answer, man, is the best situation. Ah, oh, man. You know, your question wasn't the best situation. It was the quarterback that could do the best, I think, right? Or Well, it's really, yeah, which quarter, which team and quarterback 
one. One. Right. Which, okay. which, which, which would you look at and say, that, that's that, a win. That's a win. That that okay. situation is going to be best I got a couple. for everyone. I have a couple because it's not just one, but it's not Kirk Cousins. And I'll give you this. It's not Kirk Cousins because, A, I don't necessarily think that in the past three years he's been a better quarterback than, say, a Alex Smith or a healthy Sam Bradford. But I also don't believe that his quarterback play last year is any different than the Case Keenum quarterback play that you got the year before. So if anything, they stayed afloat and they just went with a more consistent Case Keenum. So I don't know if you can win if you just play it safe. They took the safe choice. I don't think that he's going to exceed Case Keenum's level of play or is he going to exceed Case Keenum's um, playoff deepness? I mean, the only thing that they could do now was make it to a Super Bowl. And I don't think that you improved. You just kept what you had there. So now I look at a team that could really go and improve and start something new. And I would say that a quarterback's best friend is a running back. So I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater out in Arizona. I think if you bring back a healthy Teddy Bridgewater. No, no, you mean Bradford. To, to I mean, yeah, Arizona. Bradford. I'm sorry, sorry. I was about to say, if you went Bridgewater, you went There's too many Minnesota Vikings yes, quarterbacks out Yes, here. they went Way from three to none yeah. to one. So, all right. I'm so going you with Bradford, a healthy Bradford and a healthy David Johnson, right? Because you know what you're going to get out of those um, the running back situation. David Johnson is the best running back in the NFC. I'll go that far. I won't say he's better than Le'Veon Bell because I believe they can both do damaging things outside the backfield and they can do it as a receiver. But what I will say is that David Johnson didn't have a whole year last year. So he's coming back fully rejuvenated. We know what he can do when he's healthy. He's a fantasy football guru. You know, like he masters that whole thing. And now you're just asking, okay, Sam Bradford, let's just go ahead and work inside of David Johnson and then get out here to these guys on the receiving end. And I feel like that's going to be a big part of what they do in the draft. So I don't, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald might come back and well, who no, he's, knows he's what confirmed. Guy, he's coming back. Right. He's coming year. back. You know, he's coming back for one more year. Yeah. And so I'm not sure really who else you're going to have on the outside. I know that they lost their wide receiver Brown, but I do know that they're going to have a draft. That draft is going to the offense. Right. And I don't necessarily see that the division that they're in. I think the Seahawks are in the middle of a um, regroup. You know, I, I don't want to say that in the NFL, you have to actually like go all the way down to the bottom to rebuild. But I'm just going to say they're going to be in a regrouping phrase because I have no idea what that team's going to look like. They've lost more players than anybody else in free agency besides maybe the Redskins. And um, but they lost more impact players more players that you have seen as the face of that organization for a while. So it's going to be really tough to see what Arizona does. I like the 49ers like anybody else does, but I'm not necessarily sold on the 49ers just yet. They had a great end of the year last year, but who knows what you're going to get with the rest of that team going forward now that people have a scouting report on Jimmy G. Right. And, well, you know, yeah. Jimmy G's the, the, I'll say this, the initial romance and that engagement period is going to be off. We're going to really see teams scout. We're going to see teams really come after what it is that the 49ers are trying to do and who they are. So it'll be fun to see how that team progresses, but they're still extremely young. So that means the only team that you're really scared of over there is Jared Goff and the Rams. So to me, just in that perspective right there, you don't have a really proven team that you have to beat out there right now. 
I mean, yes, it's still Seattle, but that Seattle team doesn't look like Seattle. So Sam Bradford, who is a proven quarterback, and the only thing that's his issue is staying healthy. It's never what he does on the field. When he's on the field the last couple years, he has been extremely productive and had a really nice winning percentage. So it's only can he stay upright and he doesn't have to lead that team. Every other quarterback is looking to lead that team. You know, they might have good defenses like they do in the Broncos with uh, Case Keenum, but he has to live up to his own pressure that he did last year. And he has to lead that offense. That running situation ain't really the best. Uh, the wide receivers really haven't been good since that first year Peyton Manning was there. Um, you don't know what you're going to get. I think that Alex Smith really went into a good one as well, only because Alex Smith is a better, I mean, he's a Kirk Cousins. Like those Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum, Alex Smith, they all played around the same time, except that Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith are a little bit more decorated than Case Keenum ever has ever been. But Alex Smith has won 10 games plus year after year after year. So he's going to a situation where if you get to nine and seven, you had a good season. You know, like they don't, their expectations are a little bit lower in DC. So with lower expectations and a higher grade quarterback, right. I feel like he can have a good win right now. Just saying, oh, well, we improved. I'm not sure that you can get that with Kirk Cousins and say, yeah, they improved. Uh, Case Keenum, he can definitely say they improved. Teddy Bridgewater, that's a tough situation. Teddy Bridgewater was the one I hated. That's a real tough situation. I hated Teddy going to the Jets. In my opinion, I said Teddy should have held out. Maybe even say, look, I know he wants to be a starter. You want to be a starter. I get it. But the problem Teddy had is we don't really know who Teddy is. Teddy had, he was very young. His last time we saw him, he was coming off a good season. So we was like, okay, he's showing promise. Then he has the injury. Now if he goes to the Jets and the Jets make him look bad, which the chances of that happening are very high because it's the Jets, the film we have on him then is, uh, Teddy, you never really show you a great Minnesota, but we can see that you're bad in the NFL. We're going to go that you're just a bad quarterback. I hate him going to the Jets. There were so many other teams I think he should have went to. I would have rather him go to the Browns because I don't like Tyrod in, in Cleveland, but and you know what? I wish I was. I don't think that was on the board at the time because he had to be a free agent. And he wanted right, to see it, and that that was a trade. But I feel as though you're right. I totally agree. That is the one that kind of that aches at me because I really thought that that was something that Kirk Cousins would have did for the money. Right, like, that's too. a quarterback I can me see. Me too. I can see go, Kirk too. Cousins going that for the money, or I can see a Sam Bradford doing it for the right. money. Right, right. But when you're trying to come back and redeem yourself, not even redeem yourself. I'm, I, he has nothing to redeem himself for. But just but when show he's trying your to reclaim, value. Right, reclaim your value. value exactly. I think that's a really tough organization because I don't know what they really have going for them. They have a defense that is extremely aggressive and makes plays, but they aren't consistent yet, and that's because they're extremely young. So I do feel as though there's growth potential there, but you would have needed a veteran quarterback to kind of pull that out of people and uh, be more explosive. Unless you get what you got in Houston last year with Deshaun Watson, I just don't know if Teddy has been that kind of player. What we saw with Deshaun Watson, even though he can run around and he can make plays, was just a clear understanding of who is the leader and how much better he made teammates. I don't know if I'm getting that with Teddy. Because Teddy never did that with the Vikings. He made plays here and there, but he wasn't that explosive. And now you're coming off of a knee injury. I don't know if he's going to be that kind of explosive one-man offense that just changes every dynamic and makes all your wide receivers that much better, your running back that much better. 
I just don't see that happening, and that sucks. He almost reminds me of a Josh Freeman from Tampa Bay before they went with Winston. Well, you know there's potential there. You Ooh, know that man, he could be a, a really good quarterback. I have heard in so long. Yeah, you I remember, you know, like, he was a, they were like, yo, he's going to be a pro bowler for years to come, and he had that one good season, and we all thought he could build off of it and just never materialized. And I don't know if it was any fault of his own, but it just seemed like the organization just wasn't structurally uh, it wasn't a building place for around him. him. Right. And that, it just and wasn't that, his and time. That, and I feel as though this could not be Teddy's time, too. And right. I think not was, with this team. Not with this, not team. With this team, exactly. So, yeah, I did, I, I did not like the Bridgewater move. And in terms of the uh, to your Bradford point, I had him in like third or fourth on my list. And the, and the thing is, I I think I'm higher on San Fran than you are. I I agree with you that I think Seattle has fallen off. I think that there's still be a, a force to reckon with. But when you lose that much of your defense and you're losing, you, it's hard. It's it, right. You lost the face That's of your hard. team. You lost coaches. You, you're coming out there. You still got to build up an offensive line to get Russell kind of protected, so he's not running for his life. I feel as though we're going to see a different Seattle going into this year. It's no longer their division kind of to hold. I give that division strictly to the Rams and say they're the best team in it with the Niners being second, not because I trust Jimmy G, but because I trust Shanahan. I think that But remember, Kyle's... we've only seen it once. I know, but... We've I'm... only seen it for one season, so it's hard no, no, to get I've the Rams. A, but I've only... Oh. And the... No, oh, I'm saying it's hard to get, the, get Rams the Rams and the credit. 49ers. Yeah, yeah, you're giving the Rams a lot of credit because we saw what Sean McVay was able to do as his first year head coach. But we have now, you know, and with Sam, uh, I mean, and with Jared Goff. But now that people know what Sean McVay wants to do and they know what Jared Goff wants to do, it's a different kind of mindset coming back out here the second time around. And then the same can be applied with Jimmy G and uh, Kyle Shanahan. These are coaches for the first time. So nobody really, you had an idea of what they wanted to do, but you didn't know how they were going to put the remix of, hey, I was an offensive coordinator, but now this is how I would run it as a head coach. So there was a little bit more input. And I just think that once you have tape on coaches and you have tapes on quarterbacks, you get a chance to kind of game plan against it. I don't want to go into a situation having the RG3 thing happen again. Where when RG3 came out with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, it was like, oh, this is unstoppable. You can't stop this. Then you had a whole summer to think about it. He was like, okay, I can stop this. This is what we're going to do. We've seen Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coordinator have explosive years. But then in the playoffs, when people start picking it up and start really game planning for it, they kind of slow this down. We haven't necessarily seen it with uh, McVay yet because they didn't really take playoffs serious in dc so we didn't get a chance to see game planning of that level yet but what i'm saying is now you've had a whole off season a whole off season and to give these guys the crown would just be premature because we've seen first well, time head coaches happen early. like this we've seen and even with even I in denver I, with tim tebow and uh josh mcdaniels we've seen this before <laughs> we've seen an offense take a division real quick and then quickly but, but go would, back to crap but could we say that in, in like in the denver situation one thing that the rams have that a lot of teams don't is they have like i, I trust Gurley and i trust the rams defense they got a little dangerous more adding to lead they still got darnold they 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 still have us and they still have a solid defense on the other side i i kind of it's kind of hard for me to give it to anyone else because i don't know if the niners will come back with enough firepower now i'll give you credit I like the Cardinals 
with Johnson. That was one thing. That was the point I made on Friday with David Johnson. I do think he's a game changer and he's coming back healthy. But Bruce Arian is gone. Is gone. So I'm like, who's your coach? What are y'all like? What? What? what we have a new first year coach. Are you gonna? Are you going to run this team correctly? Um, you know, I think Larry in his 15th season can still do something. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think they need to do more in the draft. They need to get a little more youth back there. They lost the Honey Badger on defense. I'm curious. It's see, definitely going to be different about yeah, this Yeah, well. yeah. It's and definitely. It's but def- what I'm just saying, their division is a lot better. There's only one clear. And let me totally put this out there. There's only one clear team that we do trust better than everybody else compared to them. And that's even on paper. Is that the Rams should have this division. They should. Right. Like, the, they, Rams, that's, that's, the Rams should have it. I don't want to put that it. out there. Okay. So I you're, you're in agreement that I they should have the it. Okay. should have it. Okay. What I'm saying is I'm not so quick to say that they're just going to run away with it and dominate it as though they should because we don't know what Jared Goff and that offense really are going to do. I mean, they're leading wide receivers like Chris Cups, somebody we never heard about. You know, oh, yeah. and it was Cooper Robert Cup. Woods, yeah. yep. you know, so it wasn't like they had these crazy things. They lost Sam Watkins, but they brought back Marcus Peters, who should be a beast over there. Then they added Tlaib, which should be a beast over there. Yep. We know what they should be on paper, but I'm just saying we don't know what necessarily what that quarterback head coach can do together again. Because we were ready to kick that one quarterback out the league after 15 games and watching him just be horrible. <laughs> well, it is so, curious to see if what golf comes and, do, and does in right, his second season. Because technically, but, this is his second season. I wouldn't exactly. consider this last one because he only played like, like five games. Right, happen. right. Yeah, we're going to pretend that, that that never existed. This is his second season coming up right here. But if you take the Rams out of the situation, those other three teams, very mediocre. There's room for improvement. You cannot say that with Denver because I think Houston might be on the ropes for like a 14-win season if everything settles as it should. Curious how Deshaun Watson comes back. If he comes back ready to play like he came out last season, then Houston will be a a, a challenge. I also like Tennessee. I oh, love what Tennessee And we can't did. forget the Colts. Andrew Luck's going to come back. So what I'm saying yep. is that division by itself is a little bit tougher now. Now you go ahead and move to the South, NFC South, where, yeah, the Vikings are dope because they did it. But that division was tough to begin with. So now you're telling me that Kirk Cousins is going to have to outdo Drew Brees every single time. Oh, and it's not even Drew Brees now. It's those daggone running backs that just go ahead. No, 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 no. You're talking what Cousins. I'm sorry. Cousins in the door. So that's going to get yeah. The North, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, so you're talking about him going, with, yeah, with Aaron coming back. Aaron coming back from the, his. I love the Bears, what the Bears have done. I think the Bears have added whoa, some whoa, 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 Nope, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm telling you, I said that on Friday. I, I know, love I know, but the Bears, the Bears are Bears. not going to be, they're not no, going to be. No, 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 but they, 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 will be a, they won't be a team he, they can run over. I'm telling you, with the Bears and I don't Lions, really think, no, 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 no. I don't think that division should ever be run over. I think that anytime you're playing a division foe, I think that they can always present a challenge, but there's some games that you just have to win. Like, there's sometimes you can go into division and say, you know what, we're just going to go one and one because they're a division foe. They always can get a win on us. But for the Bears, they're not at this level yet. You can't tell me I that you were just playing did. in the NFC. Right, Bears. that's fine. But Mitchell Trubisky. Did. He's still really, really young. He is, so but they got going a, against they got, they got an amazing, Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, yeah, Kirk yeah. Cousins yeah. and Matthew Stafford. No, he shouldn't pick up any. No, no. If the Bears win more than one division game next year, it's a problem. Oh God, no! You're crazy. I I'm telling you, see it's them a problem. Like two it's or three division problem. games. Now I can see them beating the Green Bay Packers because I really don't believe in that team. But it's Aaron. Aaron's like LeBron. You can't really count Aaron out. So that's going to be tough. And then I don't necessarily know what you're going to get back with the Vikings because I think the Vikings had a Cinderella story. I'm not really sold on the fact that they have 
a great secondary. I know they played a really good defense, but they kind of got exposed in a way that I didn't really like in the playoffs. And if it wasn't for that daggone miracle catch and the skull clap, it would have been ex- well, it was exposed that, two weeks know, in a row. That's true. It wasn't they just technically exposed one game. Should have lost exposed, to the Saints. Right. Yeah, it was exposed multiple times. So I'm not really sold on how good that defense is, even though they were regular season awesome. Um, but I, you still have to deal with them, you know. So, so it's a that, little... that was so let me answer because that was one thing I talked about. So you're, I was on. I said the NFC North does not run through Minnesota because we put we put a poll out on social media and everyone about 68 percent of y'all said Minnesota is the new head of the North. I don't know if I could say that yet. And it sounds like you can't say it either. I can't say yet only because I didn't trust. I don't like the way they went out in the playoffs. Even in the, like I said, even in the win they had, I didn't like that. So I just and don't I also just, like While I don't what like I what, what the Packers are doing, I don't I don't like the Jimmy move um, for Jordy out. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I still feel like the Packers need to do more in offseason, but maybe they need to do more in the draft. Who knows? I feel like they put too much faith in Aaron. But he's he's a Ron. He can do it, right? He can do exactly. that. Um, I still I can't put a team over them because Aaron's gonna come out with a chip on his shoulder and somehow probably still win eleven and twelve games and take the division. It, I wouldn't Yo, be surprised if, if it happened. And if we could just shorten this daggone NFL season and really start caring about player safety, we could get the Detroit playoffs back into a contender because they're gonna play extremely well for about the first ten games. <laughs> So, if there can be some type of petition, or maybe we just put him on an extra rest for Matthew Stafford, but I still swear to goodness, that team is always there. You always have to worry about Detroit for a little bit. It's just that when it gets closer to the playoffs, that's when they kind of like slide off. But that's a dangerous team over there, and I think that depending on what they do in the draft, who they add, they can be a serious contender. I just got to see what they do now with this tight end spot. Now that Eric Ebron didn't work out, it, when but it, you and know, I had such faith in him, but I really thought he was going to be a game changer. Man, man, when he came in, I said this 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 guy can do it, and he let me down year after year, especially from a fantasy perspective because I always picked him up as like a back end oh, tight end on my both. bench. You and Shut I both just never it. did nothing for you me. You got a quarterback that's slinging that rock for <laughs> 5,000 yards yes. every season. And you can't get something? Get you me something. Get me, you can't average me 1,000? I wasn't asking for a lot. All I really online. <laughs> I was asking you for was, a lot. Yeah, I, you was. I wanted 800 yards and eight touchdowns. I'm not going to lie. I wanted at least one I wanted game. 88. I wanted one touchdown every game. I didn't care. The minimum give me one for every home game. Give me eight touchdowns a season. You, you can help my fantasy out. He gave me nothing. Nothing, yo. Nothing, yo. But his name and his draft combine was so sick. Yo, you know who it reminds me of, man? Who? It reminds me of that tight end they drafted in uh, New York. The New York oh, Giants tight end. The, the, the one that they said was the next uh, Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed, <laughs> which is not a compliment. <laughs> no, Jordan Reed no, is injured all the no. time. <laughs> in, retrospe- in retrospect, in we was like, yo, who they think they are? Like, you could, That's a huge comparison to, hmm. I don't. Right. I don't really think you want to be Jordan but Reed anymore. If you're anymore. comparing yourself a healthy Jordan Reed, I, I don't really know if you're ever going to be that either. Because a healthy Jordan Reed is so weird, and it's such an odd dynamic because he's not. He's not as big as some of these other guys have been. That kind of like post up down low, like a Tony Gonzalez used to like post. Oh, right, right. And really get you uh, in or, there. Or, or, or Jimmy Graham with the Saints. 
Yeah, early right. That's in Jimmy's what Jimmy career. Graham right. Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, they are kind of more in that class. So when you say that Ingram is going to be that kind of guy, that's what I got with Eric Ebron. You know, like, and I'm not saying that uh, Ingram won't be. He came on a little bit later last year. But, I mean, when you said you lose every one of your top three wide receivers and you still can't give me a buck. Yeah. A game. He should have. He should have ate at that point. It should have been like at that point. You need to give me, yeah, a hundred, a hundred a game. When it's just you, you the only option, bro. You the only option. I'm, I'm coming you. to you all day. That that was tough. That that was a little bit hurtful to see. But you know, I wish these tight ends the best because I do think that tight ends are probably a little bit more important than some of these slot wide receivers, in what? my opinion. Especially depending on the way that your offense is going to be set up. A lot of offenses go three wide all the time with one tight end and one run back and that's usually their kind of base formation but I've seen a lot of success with teams that have the multiple tight end sets the Philadelphia did it for a while I know the Redskins have done extremely well with it the Seahawks have done extremely well with it Patriots and I know the Patriots have done well yeah. you know I think that if you can run a multiple tight end set out there you kind of have the leverage because now you can go back to those days of having a fullback where you don't know if it's going to be a run or if it's going to be a pass the play action fade comes out and if you have a quarterback that has some mobility you can really do some naked bootlegs or you can do a bootleg with the flow and have a lot of options where you just cut down the field you say we're not even looking at the left hash we're just looking at the center and right now and you could just make your quarterbacks look a lot better just having that movement and having that ability to really do the run pads and not just have to do draws or have the running back go through zone cuts like it's just fun you have a lot more options when you have the multiple titans out there and um I really hope that Ebron gets picked up. I know that necessarily the Redskins can't do it, but I would hope that a team can you imagine if he went to the Rams? Ebron? Yeah. No. I would, I would no. Don't Bruh, do just that. a potential on that. Because <laughs> you gotta remember what they did with just Sammy Watkins as their fifth option. Right. Because you gotta remember, like Sammy Watkins got pages now. Sammy Watkins got overpaid option. too. I'm gonna let everybody know that. Right. Sammy Watkins oh, got a lot fully of overpaid by the, by the Chiefs. Bruh. Ryan Grant got overpaid. Yeah. Then they was like, they was like, oh wait, hold on, let's fill him on the physical real quick because we don't. We, we, we need to back out of this. Back out of this. Back out of this immediately. ASAP. This is ridiculous, and that's what I was saying. The wide receiver option was just ridiculous. When you talk about Ryan Grant, who was that team's fourth option, and then you talk about um, Sammy Watkins, who was the team's fifth he option. Didn't, he didn't even get fifth. a lot of, right. Like because you had to think about it. Cooper Cut was over Gurley. him. Gurley was yeah. eating. Woods right. was eating. Like, Woods was the number one receiver. So, right. I mean, that's tough. And they had somebody else over here. I don't know who it was, but I'm just saying he was either fourth or fifth. And you paid him like that. You paid Ryan Grant that kind of money coming from D.C. where he was literally only out there because of the failures of Doxson and the failures of Terrell Pryor and in, I, I guess, in the inaccuracy of Kirk Cousins on third downs besides anybody besides Jordan Reed and Crowder. Like and you said, oh yeah, we got to get Ryan Grant. What did you see out there? And yeah, that's I what like when, when, they, when they made that move. I too was simply saying, what footage did y'all look at? Now I know the Skins had a horrible season last year in terms of injuries. That was freaky. But what is it about watching Grant on film? Said, gotta get him. Gotta get him. He's gotta that's him. that's the game changer right there for us. And what? let's not let's 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 be clear. We are not knocking Ryan Grant, no. the receiver. We're knocking Ryan Grant that contract. 
<laughs> like if you want to take a chance on Grant, so be it. That's what's up. If you see potential, you can get him on a steal. You see that he can add value to this, you know, core, and he can do this and that. I understand that you guys were desperate too because Baltimore needed wide receivers. You know, yeah, but they just, I just don't big know money for Crabtree. Right. Why? But I just don't understand why paying him that much. And I say the same thing about Watkins. Just why pay him that much when you know that wasn't the market for him? He didn't deserve. He didn't put out that kind of. He didn't have a that performance to, to demand that money. I mean, and I get you know, and I know you don't get paid what you deserve, but you get paid with the market values and what somebody's willing to shell out. I just don't understand why you're willing to shell that out. Were you trying to compete against somebody else? Who else was going to pay Sidney Watkins that much money? Yeah, yeah. And, like the I, thing, and somebody need to tell me. I just didn't want to know what was going on with that. With the Sidney Watkins thing, that whole once again, and this I talked about this on Friday too. I said me and B had a conversation at the start of last year. Where the AFC West was a, a confusing place then. As we was talking three teams coming out. And then another offseason, they've made enough moves where I st- now I don't know what that division will do. We got Gruden to the Raiders. They brought in Jordy Nelson. Marshawn's coming back. And they brought over uh Doug Martin. And now the the Chiefs done paid money to get Sammy Watkins in. The Broncos have Case Keenum. And to me, the Chargers was technically supposed to win that division last year if they didn't choke themselves up in the end. And now for another offseason, and it's, I know it's early, but for another year, I still don't know what the AFC West is going to do. I feel as though they still might let me down in the end this year. I'm not on, I'm not high on any of those teams yet. I still think the Raiders will run away with it with Jordy, but who knows? I, th- I feel as though a lot of those teams over there are kind of overpaying. And I think David Carr had a really, for us, he had a down year. It'd be really nice to see him take advantage of that. And though the Broncos are still the Broncos, they're losing key pieces now. Right. I feel as though they're losing things that help them out. Look, the Broncos, even with Case Keenum, they still need to be a defensive-heavy team. And I feel as though if you start peeling off your defense, Case is going to struggle. Case is still Case. I don't care what anybody say. I stand behind it. Hold on, wait. But we don't know what Case is. Case is a backup. I think he's I'm telling you, that's what he good is. Backup. Exactly. Just like Matt Schaub was an extremely good backup. Right. But he had some runs. Case is not going to get the Broncos to the promised land. And for that reason, I think that it'd be smart if they still get a quarterback with that number five pick. Just get somebody young, let him groom behind Case for a year, and Case is out of there. I'm telling you, Case is a backup. That's what he is. That's and what he is. Real, when you also have a GM like John Elwell, he ain't. John Elway, I'm sorry, I messed that boy's name. Elway. But yeah, when you have quarterback, you have a quarterback as a GM and John Elway. He believes that he can still come out there and do it better than right, anybody. He still think he can sling that so, joint like it's nothing. That's like being a shooting guard for the Bobcats. You don't see it happening too often because they don't really play too well because Mike is extremely hard. Mike will, Mike can easily be like, You're, you, you played bad last night. Allow me yeah. to roll some footage of me playing the two guard and let's see this what we're different. Exactly. This is how you're supposed to do. <laughs> so yeah, John John Elway has eaten quarterbacks. Like I don't know if anybody's really kind of No, he's he's whiff on so many quarterback picks that he did outside of Manning. But and, and Manning wasn't even like he made Manning look bad. That last year in Denver, we're gonna act like that was not even Peyton Manning playing. Yeah, no. In no, fact, it, we we just give the was defense my credit. Man, what was his name? Broccolini. Yeah, that's Brock. <laughs> Brock don't won a lot of those games. And then y'all got to the playoffs and like, nah. We we go we go, we go let Manning pitch. go ahead and end this let season for us. And Manning averaged that offense like 13.5 points per game. Just with a solid defense. That's all they need. That's Yo, all so they with need. that being said, Peyton Manning struggled over there. Yeah, Brock struggled over there. Trevor Simeon played. Eh. 
You had um, Paxton quarterback Lynch. Quarterback Paxton Lynch, who was a high pick. And, like, so I don't really know if you're going to get Case over there and be like, he's so much better. He's so much God, better. God, no. Case is not better under Elway's ownership, but without Zimmerman. I think Zimmerman helped make Case what he was as well. I so, think injuries made Case what he was because every quarterback played well over in that's true. Uh, Minnesota. We can't sit there Because Bradford like, started out like, money for him, too. Yo, exactly, and did it multiple years in a row. It wasn't like this was a fluke for Bradford. Bradford went 5-1 and one last year. So that's true. It's not, it's not like we can say anything about those teams. I can say a lot about Bradford, but I won't. I like Sam. <laughs> I like Sam, though. I'm not, and I talk about it on Friday. I, I like Sam a lot. All right, we and then this is how it went on Friday, y'all. It was a whole bunch of free agency. So even though we got to get out of here, it's not the live show. You got to check us on Friday because I had more NBA stuff we talked about before I go. Before I go. Before I go. NBA. You saw the LeBron explosion on Tyrone Lue. Are we seeing LeBron really, mentally it, unraveling? Like, are we are we seeing him basically saying? So this, this is my this is my pitch. This is what I said. If you're a worker and you're working your heart out and everything's you're doing everything you can and you have your best sales year ever and in the end you know that your company's going out of business, that's a little frustrating though you're working. I feel as though it's hitting LeBron. I'm having all these great stats and he's giving himself a self-praise because he's looking at his team and saying, sweet God, I am working and I don't even know if I'm going to get past Toronto. And if I get to the finals, I may go, I may go down 4-1. Are we seeing LeBron tell us that right now? Because that it wasn't like it was a big thing, but seeing him on the side, it just looks like, are you unraveling on us right now? Are, are, is, is, no, 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 no. For one, man, I would never compare anything like that because, a, you're allowed to talk to the guy that you hired like that, you know. So <laughs> I mean, he he picked Tyrone Lue out. So if he has an issue with them, it's just them going back and forth. It's not a big explosion. I remember. A bigger one when he was with Miami and it was Eric Spolster and everybody was like yo you know what Pat need to come back down here and coach because these guys they're not respecting Eric he's too young blah 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 so this happens well you know but you know the difference is in the Miami thing Pat did come down and have a conversation about that right yeah and that's fine but you I guarantee you ain't nobody coming down talking no no because they just trying to figure out how they gonna make it through summer 18. I feel like Drake need to put out a whole album on them because this is going to be tough. It is a tough situation when I feel like and I think that almost everybody, not everybody, but there's a good sense that LeBron probably will play his last couple uh, games uh, in Oracle Arena coming up in the next couple months. I do think that he does walk. I don't know where he goes, but I feel like it's hard to get that team to the level of a Golden State or to a Houston Right, I like. And him now, in when you have Toronto, now you have Toronto doing what it's doing. It's extremely tough, and I think that he's at that point in his life where he doesn't have to necessarily prove that he can carry a whole team again. We know LeBron can carry a team. LeBron's been in the uh, championship every year for right. like the last seven years. Now, yeah, right. he doesn't need to prove anything else again. So I think that he leaves just because it's it's run its course, and there's nothing else that the Cavs can necessarily do to get better at this moment in time, unless they just make some crazy offseason trades where you take Kevin Love's contract and you move some of these young guys you just got and get another superstar and then create some cap space somehow, some way for 2019. I, I don't know. you Because, you know, I will say this. The cap space that they would have had a little bit, they ate up with the trades during the uh, during deadline. The, yeah, during the deadline. It, it's it's all extremely tough. I don't it's think extremely tough. Unless you get Aiton or something like that 
uh, with a top pick and I just say, say hey, LeBron, take this and take, you know, this young, big center that we were missing out on and then take um, Kevin Love back healthy and we're going to make a trade for this all-star. Like, maybe that could happen. I can see that totally happen. You get back to Kevin Love, you get this top prize rookie, and you get yourself a free agent's trade. But other than that, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't and see I don't it. see any reason for LeBron to stay in there. Nope. But the blow up with Tyrone Lue, no. That hey, that wasn't even the worst blow up that I've seen LeBron do. And no, it B, wasn't it wasn't the worst. When you're going out, nobody cares. Yeah, no, it like, wasn't the worst. If it's your it last def- day at work, like if it's your <laughs> last week at work, you don't even get mad at the, uh, the coach. You might let the coach know exactly how you feel because you don't really care no more. Like, you know what? I never liked your scheduling anyway. And on top of that, your PTO policy is some, go- you know, like you might go off on that, but you're not really taking no personal shots at him because you don't care no more. You're not invested like that. I don't think LeBron is even remotely invested in what the Cavs are going on with this year to that point where he would go out and just show an ass because to be that much invested, you'd have to really care and really be planning for it. No, 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 no. I think he know like we know that team does not have a chance at the Western top two teams at all. So and LeBron don't care about making it to another championship, right? He you know, already did that. I think he's he already done more. that. I think he's gonna he, take one more, but he might be saying, you know what? I'll take this will be a good year. He's tired to of have losing my season off. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want to lose in the finals again, yo. You know we bring up his final stats every time we compare him to the greats. You like yo, Mike ain't never lose no finals. Now if he lose, they gonna be this year. Mike, right. Mike was out. Mike it, never was out. You know, like, just, Y'all still it, gonna come out here and say something not to get all LeBron. he has to do for LeBron is not losing the first round and then just walk away in the second round. That's all he's got to do. I'm just going to throw his hands up. LeBron's going to – if LeBron go in the playoffs, he, he's just fake an injury. Be like, yeah, yo, yeah, I, I basically twisted my ankle. I'm out. I'm done. I'm I, out. Just, I just don't want to play anymore. I'm, I'm going to sit the next me, one out. It's, 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 me, it's, equivalent of, uh, it's the equivalent of LeBron being like, you know, when you running like at the at the wire or something, and he'd be like, yo, we don't run like six straight. Yo, who want my spot? I'm kind of done. I'm done. Right. I don't I don't want to play I'm anymore. Good. I kind of want to go home. That's, I got to eat something good on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I'm out of here. All right, y'all, we got to go. That's it for us, man. We'll be back to holler y'all later on this week. We at least wanted to recap what we went over on Friday, so our apologies again for the technical issues, but at least we made up. We made up for it. So we out. We'll holler y'all next week. We gone. Yeah, and the kids that came in, so it's definitely time to wrap. Yeah, they saying that's it. They saying y'all. y'all they saying that was short. time to wrap it up. But yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. And yo, next week when we come back at you, we're really going to dive more to the NBA. And yes. I think somebody over here is a fanboy of March Madness. I hate people like you, man. Why? I watch no, because y'all ain't really big college fans. Anyway, oh no, and I talked about that on Friday it. too. I, I was, know, man. I hate all y'all with this bullcrap. But we gonna talk about that on what Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, we Wednesday. Back up. We'll link. We'll man. link up and talk. We'll do that, and then we'll talk about how bad that his NBA standards were the last time we visited. Nope, nope, because I actually was right we on that one. Wait for ooh, this one. you missed some stuff on Friday, because we'll be at it. We will definitely be at it on Wednesday, man. I'll holler at y'all. All right, y'all. Peace.